Hey, Sidebar listeners, we got to talk to you again about our favorite sponsor, Boston Beer Ventures. I don't know about you, but the way things have been going for the past few months, I'm getting a little bit stir crazy, getting a little bit bored, looking for something to do. Alex, are you feeling the same way? No, Ellen, I am I'm living <laughs> just a laugh a minute here trapped inside my house with my family. Yes, I, and in answer to your question, <laughs> yes, I'm totally open to doing something new and different. In the words of Pee Wee Herman, ah! <laughs> that's pretty much it. So you know what you got to do, people? I've got an idea for you. It works. It's happening. Boston Beer Ventures will create a virtual beer tasting for you and your friends. You say to yourself, Ellen, that's insane. How does it work? Let me tell you. She will talk to you. You connect with Anne Francis, the founder of Boston Beer Ventures. She'll say, what kind of beer do you like? Do you like IPAs? Are you a Guinness drinker? Do you like a lager? What's your dealio? She'll get a sense of what you feel like tasting. She'll understand what your friends are like. Imagine that, someone who understands what your friends are like. What she'll do is she'll put together a package for you. She will deliver to you your house, the snacks, the beers, the whole setup. And then when you're ready, you and your pals will Zoom live with Anne and she will walk you through and teach you all about beer. So imagine you're one of those people, I, I believe it or not, I include myself, who don't know that much about beer. It's shocking the amount of beer I drink and how little I understand it about craft beers, really well-made beers. And you'll discover new stuff. So you'll be the coolest kid you know. You'll discover new beers. Like, Alex, have you discovered a new beer from Boston oh Beer Ventures? Yes, yes. So I did one with Anne during the summer and she brought us all the blind tasting. And one of my favorites was this one called um, Juniper Rose. And it's from, it's a collaboration between Four Quarters Brewing and the Pink Boot Society, which she taught us. The Pink Boot Society are all these female movers and shakers in the beer industry. Very, very cool. And I would have never found it on my own. Nice. See, there's that's just one there. I look on the website. I've never heard of Austin Street Brewery. You know, I don't know that. I've never tried Boom Sauce. I'm afraid of it because of its name, but I'm willing to give it a shot if she tells me it's good. So contact Boston Beer Ventures. You can go look on their website to learn more. You can contact Anne at bostonbeerventures at gmail.com. And of course, sidebar listeners, if you mention Total Sidebar, you get 20% off, right? Boom. Don't even tell your friends. Charge them full freight for their shares in the party. Oh so get your butt in gear, go to Boston Beer Ventures, and have yourself some fun. Am I right? Boom sauce. <laughs> I am going to get within six I'm feet. In. I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to give I'm it a shot. I'm going to get within six feet of you. <laughs> yeah. Social distance. Bye-bye now. Yeah. Hey, what kind of vacuum is that? Is that a Bissell? Bissell. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first one I can come up with. <laughs> okay. Bissell. Grandma Clampett. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Total Sidebar. I am your hostess, Ellen Cumley, and believe it or not, I searched high and low. I went to many continents, all of them, even the cold ones, even the warm ones, and guess what I found? Two co-hosts. Say hello, Jennifer Palmer. Hello, Ellen. And say hello, Alex Shumway. Hi, Ellen. I was giving Ellen some flack earlier for being like, <laughs> not yeah. saying my and name you know, I hope you notice I made Jen's name longer and your name shorter, just to mix it up, because everybody is having pandemic ennui. So I am Ooh, trying, right? We are full of ennui. What does that mean? It means boredom and listlessness. And, and it's just, always in the crossword. No, you have absolutely no enthusiasm for anything. You are just 
Yes, that's ennui. But again, always in the crossword. Always. It is a good crossword one. It is a good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Along with EP. What else is in the crossword? A sword. Oh, EP. An EP. Oh, I called it EP. (laughs) Good Lord. Okay. EP. The only crossword. The only crossword I can do is the one that Jennifer turned me on to in the beginning of the pandemic, which is the New York Times daily mini crossword. And I will tell you, listeners, this is what the pandemic has done to me. It is legitimately the highlight of my morning. Like I, I wait. I'm excited. Jennifer and our mother, I like will screenshot when we get like a, a new record. My, I am the record holder. 19 seconds, by the way. You are. Mine's 21. But yeah. yes, well done. I know we're such dorks, such losers. losers. And these are not hard crosswords. Mark <laughs> solo. It's like 10 so, clues. So do you guys go, okay, we're gonna do that, and then we'll do the jumble. And <laughs> I can't wait till we can go back to the movies. Go and then early. We're gonna play, play we're gonna play hangman and you can't use X's. <laughs> yep. And that's it. There we go. Okay, you know what? Whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. Well, you John can't play Lennon Twister because it's not six feet anymore. So you gotta do something, Ellen. There, you are absolutely right. And there, there, all the Twister championships have been canceled, mm. as far as I know. What a shame! It's Except so maybe, sad. probably in Texas. Probably in Texas, there's like one. <laughs> well, you, know, you, th- you they think they don't of- care? Come on now. But you think of all those people who spent all that time training, and then 2020 <laughs> rolls around. Mm-hmm. This was their big moment, and you know what? It's canceled. You know what? I never thought about Twister training. No, you didn't. Yeah. Nobody. Left does. foot yellow. <laughs> I right foot red. Well, first it's like, do you know your colors? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I got <laughs> you it. You know your appendages. I think I got it. Uh, and these are circles. I know my shapes. All right. Now, where am I going? Where am I going? I get, can I be honest with you? I never found it to be a very difficult game. I never got tangled up with anybody the way that I was promised to. I just felt like it was easy to do a quick pivot and get back to a, yeah. a man- position i just never found it to be like a level a degree of difficulty that they promised and I, you know and you know what else that like that rubber squishy matthew on it always got tangled up and let me tell you one game that probably has not held up well over time in 2020 is twister mm. you got to be very careful who you play with there's a lot of hands and body parts and twisting around i bet it's well that's a whole idea. idea i mean i think twister was i think twister was predicated on People sticking their butts in the air or their boobs in the air or yeah. being in an un, a compromising and uncomfortable position. Whether you could win the game, move around and win the game was immaterial. It was, did you, were you exposing yourself? Which is why people, that was the titillation of Twister. It was like, oh, her boob is six inches from his face. Like yeah. that, I think that was what that Dude, game was I, all about. I was eight when the game came, when the game came out. You I still, pick up on you that still tech. You no, st- I think it came out in the fifties. Well, I'm just uh, saying I was six, eight. When I, 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 I'll say sixties. I'll say sixties. Well, that's okay. for next week's episode for you to follow up with Ellen. Ready so, Did I give you that segue right now? Thank to, you. For your Thank all, you. I, all I know is as a little kid, I wasn't thinking about that stuff, but being the uber competitive gal that I was as a little gymnast, I was like, I'm going to win. I'm bendy and I'm definitely going to win. And I had a pretty good track record. You know who probably would have been in the world championships with Twister? This gal as a kid. Me. Right. So let me, just, me. let me just wrap this up by saying that when the fog lifts, when the world is back to normal again, yeah. I'm not taking you on. I'm not. No. I'm not going to Twister with you. I will kick you. your ass. I no, I, I'm I can, not. I, can, I, I admit defeat before hip. I even start. 
Not to, yeah, yeah, I know. I could I could just totally pull a muscle and I could exactly. be sitting, sitting in an armchair with an ice pack for a week. No, no I, I will tell happen. you. I will tell you at at the, at the age I'm at, I think it would actually be a pretty fair fight between the three of us. I think we'd all be like, ow, ow. It would be <laughs> awful. Okay, sidebar twister is a dream that every listener can can <laughs> think of think about and vote yes or vote no. I'll it's bad, put it in the I'll nightmare it category. It's a bad idea. I'm glad you you did the callbacks to the to be continued episode because I do want to follow up on a couple things. In our last episode, as I'm sure you remember, because you guys' memories. Nope. No. no, okay, good. Um, so we were talking about the origin of tripping the light fantastic. Yes, yes. Right? Because I, I brought up that phrase, and you had said that it came from Mary Poppins. And you are correct in that it was used in a song in Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. But that is not where it comes from at all. Uh, It originally came from a poem by John Milton in 1645. (laughs) But it is most popularly known in a song I knew as a child uh, from 1894. I am not that old, I wanna be clear. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what? I wanna be clear, I'm gonna sing you a song. Okay, I'm very excited for it. This is probably the modern, this is the modern source of the term tripping light fantastic. Okay, I'll try to do it as well as I can. I'm, audi- I'm gonna make believe auditioning. Everybody Buckle ready? up. This is exciting. <clears throat> Here we go. East side, west side, all around the town. The tots sang ring a rosy, London Bridge is falling down. Boys and girls together. Me and Mamie O'Rourke trip the light fantastic on the sidewalks of New York. Never heard it, but that was lovely. That was very nice. I played that on piano as a little kid. Like that was an old, 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 old piece of sheet music I think my mother had. And that was, it was somebody wrote it in 1894. And that is where tripping the light fantastic was. But Wrapping back up, I had no idea who sang it in Mary Poppins. Or I love that oh, you used it's it. Lin Manuel who sings it. I know. It. How crazy yeah. is that? Yeah. So, a couple of things. Number one, I think it's hilarious that you took a song lyric from the 1800s and you applied it to your hot sister in the 70s, dressed as like Good a leather clad, like Manson family hot girl member. Okay. Um, so, so, that's something. Here's how I want to explain what, how my brain works. So, we all know how Dory's brain works things uh-huh. go in, they ship to the back. Yeah. We have to remind her. A lot of pops and buzzes, folks. Moving pops back and, and forth. Buzzes. I think that mine is if you try to pick or picture the stock market ticker mm-hmm. and there's just stuff moving, 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 uh-huh. moving through. And then all of a sudden, I, oh, I have something I need to say. What's on the ticker? Oh, yeah. Trip the light. Fantastic. I just think there's it's just pulling it from the file. Huh. I don't know. I don't That's know. Good. I mean, the minute I look that up, I was like, I know that song. I know. Wow. I know that song. How huh. do I know that song? I haven't played that song on piano in 40 years. No idea. But anyway, wow. you, had, you had a little serenade, but it goes back to 16. It actually goes back to 1645. And just so we're all clear, tripping the light fantastic means dancing lightly on your feet. Oh, that's not how That's it what is. it's all about. I'm very happy. Well, and I think that's, that's how it's about. referenced in the Mary Poppins too. When, because he's yes, during the Lamplighter song about. that he's doing that whole thing and he's 
trip the light fence. Back yes. to chimney sweeps, folks. It's there always we about, go. I, and I wouldn't even tell you the history of chimney sweeps. I got into no. the industrial revolution and children and child labor, four-year-olds crawling up chimneys. It was awful, awful, awful. So I can't believe somehow the Mary Poppins movie franchise made heroes out of chimney sweeps who in reality during that period were slave owners who mm. owned these small children and made them climb up chimneys to clean the soot. It's what? Like That's Disney for you. That's awful history. You. It is Disney, Disney's magic. That. It's really quite something. Yes. Wow. It's really oh, big. that's a bummer. But today they're just kind of jovial guys and really dirty t-shirts putting tools up your, uh, up your, uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, where, where, where are we going? going? <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm coming back. I go, oh, I got a little hot and bothered. Uh, woo. I, uh, chimney suit was very nice and everything was above talk board. About, and Talk um, about tripping the light. Fantastic. Sure. Yowzers. <laughs> Shifting gears. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have one more. I have one more follow-up. I just, uh, I want a moment of silence. I don't know if you guys were aware of this. Maybe you were aware of this or you just assumed it in the back of your mind, but I did had to go, I had to go and confirm it. I don't know what you guys, I don't know what you guys are going to eat as a snack. I don't know what you're going to reach for when you feel that craving, but tender vittles was discontinued in 2007. (laughs) Wait, in when? 2007. 2007. They kept uh, going until 2007. You know, though, Ellen, we yeah. were really more into the friskies. I mean, the tender vittles. <laughs> there was a treat. The tender well, the, was a treat, but the frisky was, I mean, the friskies is like, okay, you know, it's like, so it's like here's what I want to know. As I go through the supermarket <laughs> and I am that. going down and I'm going down the potato chip aisle, I'm like, no, you can't get that. You can't have that. No, you can't get the kettle corn. You can't get the, the chips. No, you can't get the Fritos. No, you need to get out of here. Is that, what happens, what, when, is that what happens when you go down the pet food aisle? You're like, oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. That's liver and chicken. Oh, salmon. I just, oh, just one packet. Is that, is it, is it tempting when you're going I, I, I do walk pack? around with some pounds in my purse. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> It's just for, you know, when, when, you know what, hits the fan. You don't want to be without. Why is that lady so happy? Shake a, shake a, shake a, Why is she so happy? She's got pounce in her purse. Yeah, pounce in my purse. (laughs) (laughs) Pounce, pounce did have the same. They were um, very tender vittles. Squishability as the tender vittle too. Mm -hmm. That is true. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No friskies. Friskies, friskies were really more it. That was more our speed. Okay. I mean, so you can eat them by the handful. Yeah. That's why you guys recovered so quickly from the tender vittles yeah. debacle. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. But I didn't know they were they were discontinued. That's sort of Nor did I. I think cats yeah. dug them. This is a news Sam program. Sam and Lisa, Sam this and Lisa is a news loved program. them. This is why this is why I bring the news. Because you guys need to know. <laughs> Hard this hitting news. Breaking news. Tender vittles is no longer available. Yep. Thank you. Let's talk and about now, the COVID numbers. Hold on. Let me actually bring you some real news. <laughs> yeah. Tender vittles. This Put, is a kaput. They're done. Are you guys ready? Ready. Always ready. Born there. It's like it or not. I think I have some fascinating like it or nots. You always do. Episodes. See what you got. Um, And one is seasonal. I'll save that maybe for a little bit. All right. Let's try this. Like it or not. Original flavor Doritos. Love them. Yeah. Love. Yeah. They're, I'm going to say this. Yeah. They're my favorite Dorito. They're my favorite. <laughs> so, so, for, okay. I'm going to bring the people in the Dorito family. I'm going yeah. to bring you back. I mean, 
We just talked about the fact that Jen and I ate cat food as kids. So clearly our mom and dad were not buying Doritos. Okay. I think I've set that one up nicely because it was junk food in no way. So you could only get to eat, you could only get to eat Doritos. Like when you went to a friend's house, whose mom and dad would actually buy junk food and Doritos and stuff like that. So of course, I mean, it's nacho cheese. It's delicious. Then the cool ranch came out and it was like, everyone was like, Oh, please nacho Doritos. Those are so last year. Cool Ranch is where it's at. And I will say the little red and green flex, I was, I was all in. I bought a lot of stock in that. I was, I loved it. Same. And then, you know what? It, too much. And you know what? I'm a purist. I'm back the way it is. Every once in a while, a new flavor will come out. I'll give it a whirl. But when it comes right down to it, let's just go with old faithful orange Doritos. I am your gal. Thumbs up. Um, <clears throat> I agree with everything you're saying. I, with, any type of Dorito, although I don't go into like the flaming hot realm, even though I like hot things, it just seems like an awful lot of, there's, there's too many flavors right now too, by the too way. Too much going on. They're cannibalizing themselves. It's just too much. Um, but any type of Dorito that I do tend to have, I do seek out the ones with the most gook on them Always. and eat those. And then the ones that don't have much gook on, I sometimes will even throw away. I don't even like them. I want my fingers to be stained orange by the time I'm done with this experience. You really will throw a Dorito away because it's yeah, not if I, if, stuff. Yeah. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste, waste of your time. Because <laughs> then I'm tasting the corn chip underneath because that's what it is. It's masking the flavor right. of the corn chip that's underneath. A discerning I'm, I'm there for the orangey goodness. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm there for. Okay. A discerning palate. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, um, and this is very unlike me, but I do feel like Doritos as a, whole, as a snack... Um, fall victim to the law of diminishing returns. So that first Dorito is amazing, especially if it's got so much gook on it, which I've obviously sought out the one that's the, the most flaming orange in the back. Here comes the opioid crisis. Here it comes. <laughs> right. Here's what it is. You're the Dorito dragon. Exactly. That's exactly. It. But as you continue on. First one's and this great. Is why, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. The first one's great. No, no. Have my bag. Go ahead. It's all right. I got more. <laughs> just have one. It's just I got more. Deal. Just have a couple. Yeah. Nah, cheap. I'll just run if, down you, the yeah. if you keep going for too long, they don't taste as great. Like I, I feel like honestly, the snack size bag that the kids <laughs> used to have that we would pack to like bring to the pool or whatever, that's the perfect amount serving size. And normally I'm a more is more girl. Like those, I would look at most serving sizes that small and be like, that's for, that's child's play. I need four of those. But in the case of a Dorito, if you go past that serving size of a snack, it's just the law of diminishing returns. It does, they don't taste as good. They don't, they don't keep up with that great oomph you get from the beginning. You want to leave chasing them wanting more. You want to leave them wanting more. Yeah. You want to leave them wanting more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at with that. Wow. I believe that's true. I believe that's true. I'm I, I think I'm probably in your camp in that I do enjoy the flavor of the Dorito, of the original Dorito. I never buy bags and have them at my house. I never, maybe when the kids were younger, I would have them in the house, but like, it's not a snack. Like if you said, Ellen, what if, if you go down the snack food aisle, what's the bag of stuff that you would get? I, I would never pick Doritos. Like it would never be something I'm like, oh yeah, bag of Doritos. It'd be something like kettle corn or I, I don't know what it would be, but oh, shut up. Oh, but shut up. anyway, no, you shut up. Oh, oh, now we're having a fight, a fight live. <laughs> I love watching you and Alex fight over things just with facial expressions. Really important things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
They're both <laughs> listeners. They're both like sticking their tongues out at one another and going like this, like, it's <laughs> <laughs> grownups. Grownups indeed. Anyway, I'll take control because I can. Wait, and can I, can I say one last thing about a Dorito though? <laughs> I know. She's Jennifer. Jennifer, one of your friends, Melissa, I remember yes. her husband telling us when she was little, she loved them so much that she would like sneak them. But her parents always knew because she was a little kid and she would put them in her mouth, try to put it all in at one time to the point mm-hmm. where she cut the sides of her mouth. Nice. <laughs> like They had like orange cuts on the side of her mouth. Yeah, right on the side. I get it. And she was also the one who was totally into the Cool Ranch. Oh, yeah. But yeah. again, Ellen, back to what you said. She was chasing the Dorito Dragon. Yeah, yeah, you are. You constantly are. I will say that Doritos to me are insidious in that mm-hmm. I believe they are um, the snack food industry's perfect food. Like, I think they have perfected the form factor, the amount of flavor, the amount of crunch, the amount of powder on your fingers. Like, yeah. I think the Dorito, it's just enough salt, enough heat, enough cayenne or whatever paprika or whatever it is like enough flavor to just get you hooked and then you're chasing that dragon damn it see i think i think the one that's that fits that description more just for argument's sake because it's something that i can eat a lot of and don't find the law of diminishing returns are lay's potato chips that tagline of you can't eat just one is so true it's true i could eat a whole giant bag of those and have it's true yeah it's true all right well uh when we all get together again on the other side of midnight, as it were, whenever we do, huge vat of Doritos. Oh, yes, please. Until we rip at the seams. That's how okay, it's going to be. Try this on for size. Like it or not, Jimmy Fallon. Jennifer, you want to go first? No, I'm going to let you go first. The silence is very telling. Um, uh, so I... Don't I tell me you, you met him on a train. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never met him. Um, I, shocking, because I run with so many celebrities. I know it's hard to believe, really. Um, but um, uh, no, I, you know, I, I like him. I like him. Um, I loved him on Saturday Night Live. I thought he was so funny, and I loved Mango. him in the beginning of his show. I loved. No, that was yeah, Chris yeah. Catan. Yeah, that was Chris Catan. Who um, I hate. Oof. Uh, well, you haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, no, I did. I always loved Jimmy Fallon. And I really liked his show in the beginning. I did. I just, I, I thought it was fun. And I was a little games he would play with people. I was like, that's exactly what I would do too. And then I feel like when the, um, like when politics, when you, when you couldn't stay out of politics anymore, I mean, it was just, there was too much going on. Like Kimmel's talking about them. Colbert was talking, like, it just was getting so bananas. You, you couldn't be a late night host and not talk about them and jimmy fallon wasn't and i remember being like i guess like i get it you don't want to be that guy but on the other hand you're still a comedian you're still a late night host you like you gotta do it and i think he's doing it now but i I don't know i just i feel you know what i think it's i think it's get i think he's getting a little long in the tooth in this format i think that if he were to get out now and do something else like maybe more writing or even being movies i think it'd be great but i think i'm a little bored of his shtick but I do like him. I'm just bored of his stick. That's it. Yeah, I agree with, I, I would have said all the things that you said as well. Um, I think that um, I never cared about whether or not he delved into politics that much. Um, but I feel like, I, I don't think he's that smart 
of a of a writer slash comedian. You know, I, I require a little bit more than just slapstick humor kind of thing. What I think he is great in and the lane he should stay in is a performer. Like, you know how we were talking at one point about Justin Timberlake and I said, I thought he was, he's so good on like Saturday Night Live, but I never want to see him be an actor. You know, like Jimmy Fallon is great doing those song mashups with certain celebrities and he can be goofy and he can be funny and those little bits and little shticks and little vignettes he's perfect at. But he's not a host. He doesn't have the, you know, the the wit to to really bounce back with somebody like to to freeform. You know, like he's not yeah. he's not quick enough. I think, and um, but he's enjoyable to watch. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I also I've heard some tough things about him too, mm. which is a bummer. You know, uh, everything from like the alcoholism to the way he's treated some staff members and things like that. And I think that he's probably had a a bit of a little tough adjustment to that kind of big public persona that yeah that didn't really land the way he probably wanted to i don't think he's a bad guy i just think that i just he's not witty enough for me kind of thing this the bottom he's funny but not like not uh what's the word i'm looking for acerbic clever or clever enough yeah that kind of acerbic like that ellen conley jr is that you what (gasps) words are popping out from everywhere (laughs) it's crazy hey it's vocabulary week everybody try some words see what happens but wait ellen you're the true comedian of the group so what's your oh i god knows i am no i obviously he's incredibly likable as a person he's just likable like you you like to watch him you like to see him Uh, when i one of the reasons I thought of him for this segment is that I have found myself watching a lot of YouTube snippets of late night shows. Like I don't watch them when they're on, yeah. but the next day or dinner time or when I open my first beer, you know, I will sit at the computer <laughs> at 11.45 and first, a.m. At, uh, at about 10.30, 10.45 when my Egg McMuffin is done, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll kind of get that ready to go. And so I'll watch Seth Meyers, I'll watch Jimmy Kimmel, I'll watch Trevor Noah, I'll watch Stephen Colbert. Um, like I watch a bunch of them. I've been watching a lot of them all the way through the election, all the way through the pandemic. And Jimmy Fallon just falls flat for me. Like he's yeah. incredibly like, well, we loved him in Saturday Night Live. He's an incredible comedian. Like he's an incredible impressionist. Like he's incredibly talented. All those things are true. But I feel like I was watching a little boy who was given a job that was much bigger than he deserves. Like it's like, like you, you have a platform and all these other people are doing what needs to be done, which is sparking thought and conversation and really skewering the world and, and all the things that you would expect real professionals to do. And, and I felt like, I felt like I don't see that with them. I had a question. I was going to say, I believe there's a question in the back, Jennifer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, from the back row. She's lovely. <laughs> yes. yes. Hi, I'm, I'm Mary from Des Moines. Hi, um, Mary. <clears throat> is his show, does that sit in the Carson slot? I can never remember how it all fell out. Like who has I, the Carson slot? Is I that think him? he's NBC. I think that's him. Yeah. Because I feel like that was like, you know, that's the the mount that's the yes. apex, right? Yes. And I feel like, it, well, it's hard to live up to, but I also feel like he wouldn't have been the person that I picked for that particular one. Like, like wasn't Conan passed over for it a bunch of times. Yep. Yep. um, And like somebody like that, like if you look at Carson and, and, and his body of work and how fast he was. And Mm -hmm. I, it's a different kind of, I just feel like if you're going to get that coveted slot, you should kind of be at that level a little bit. 
Yes. I have to say yes. that when he first started his show, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Yes. Like, cause you could tell he was having the time yes. of his yes. life. Yes. Like, as I said, the games and everything, but then I felt like it just started to get a little old. Repetitive was, too. Yeah. I was like, yep. I was like, you know, like one of the things we loved about on Saturday Night Live was when he would break. He he just he would he could not stop laughing. And and you can't, it's it, like but someone who's but, having that much fun is fun to watch. But oh. here's and I think that is, I believe that he'll be a casualty of the pandemic because of the yeah. pandemic. He can't have guests right next to him to play with. Hundred percent. So You're totally the things right. that made him, you know, made him fun and made him spontaneous and made you like him so much. He he's been showing who he is when he has to sit there alone. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's a very it. good and point. That, By the way, know? it's a super hard job. Like I, oh, I, don't know, I can't no even shit. imagine. It's not like the what? guy's a loser. Let's I all know. be clear. He's great. <laughs> he, he's he, great. Yeah. And we all like him, and we all like him. But I believe he's struggling. Yeah, I hope. I hope for good things for Jimmy Fallon. Me too. Me too. He's very likable. Okay. Good luck, Jimmy. Okay. With Meanwhile, that. tonight, Jimmy's going to be like, thank God. Jesus. Dodged I heard the bullet Total Sidebar was back and forth. <laughs> Didn't really know where I landed. And then, okay. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I've got them in my camp. Okay, good. Try this. Try this one. I'm scared of even asking this one, oh, but no. I'm going to like it or not. Truth or dare. Um, well, it's a game and I love any game. So I'm just going to start with that. Mm-hmm. But as far as games go, I find it to be a bit meh. Like the truth questions are never that great. And the answers, some people never really answer. answer when is the last time you played this game? I played it with kids and stuff like that. My, like, oh, you do? Yeah. Really? I don't play it all the time. I have played it like like within the last several years kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but even playing it with friends, like it's just kind of a meh. I don't know. And the, and the dares... I mean, you got to be like, do you want them to be more dangerous? Are you looking for more knives, knives and and jumping and jumping off cliffs? Is that the problem? I want, I want people to be more creative with dangerous. Yeah. Like I think the last time I truthfully played like with friends was like the college era, you know, and it was like, you have to go up and kiss so-and-so blah, 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 you know, dumb things like that. Right. I don't know. I just find it to be a very like meh game. There's a million games I'd played before that. That's how I feel. Uh, I don't like it either. It stresses me out. Um, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the truth part of it because I'm like, what if you ask me something I don't really want to tell? Like there's, I'm allowed to that have is, secrets. That is kind of the idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. allowed to have secrets. And then if I lie, I'm a bad liar. So don't ask me. So then I pick the dare and then I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Stupid. It's stupid. I, unlike Jennifer, I haven't played in a very long time, um, but I don't like it. I don't like it. It's and I just I don't okay. like it. it. Makes me very uncomfortable. It's, it's, I don't even like the question. Okay, that is totally fine. It popped in my head for no reason that I can explain. And when I wrote it down, I thought, okay, first of all, I thought, all right, these guys are game players, and this is a game. So I'll be curious to know what their answer is. And then the second thing I thought was, when is the last time I ever played a truth or a round of truth or dare? It was a slumber party game. It was an eighth yeah. grade game. It was yeah. this, you know, and so it was really dope. Like, okay, you have to say if you really kiss Tom Clark, otherwise yeah. you have to go stick your hand in the toilet till we count to <laughs> 10, you know, okay. You have to tell us if you let Steve Moylan feel you up. Otherwise, 
you have to stand outside and show your boobs to a neighbor. You're like it, it was just those <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm just well, it was pretty brutal. Hating my neighbor. Tom Moylan and Steve Clark. Holy cow! And, okay, got those backwards, but whatever. it's good because those were real people. You're so. out on a technicality. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, stick my hand in the I, I don't like it either. I think it is full of flaws. I think it's far too subjective. It's I think whoever is, whoever it is, is, it is, is run- subjective. You're right. Whoever's running the tournament is like, okay, is this like enough of a dare? Is yeah. this and enough you, of a truth? Like, who's in charge? Prove, how do you who's prove in charge? someone's telling the truth? They could be the lying point. and saying it's who's the in truth. charge? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you something right now. Truth or dare is a mean girls game. That's mm-hmm. exactly Agreed. where it came from, exactly what it is. And yeah. so if it's a mean girls game, it means a mean girl is out to get you. So if she goes, okay, Ellen, truth That's a good point. or dare. Yeah. Oh, I'll take a truth. I'm not afraid of you, Sarah mm-hmm. Powers, with your nice knee socks and your great hair. Go ahead. Yeah, I like, feel like you? we're I feel like yeah. we're giving Ellen a bit of a uh, therapy yeah. session today. No, you want to talk it's about okay. some other no, teams? I'm over it. <laughs> God damn it, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it. And then there was Twister, and everything got screwed up. Everything got screwed. And the chimney sweep came in, and I didn't. Even, oh my God, he's so small. He just wanted to just, trip the light fan down. And he tried to he wish. tried to stick it up my what? <laughs> he was cleaning someone's shoot, and all of a sudden he looked at me. Oh. Anyway, okay, one more, you just, you dreamboats. Okay. Try this one. Yes. Because our, here's our seasonal question as we move into the season. Like it or not, Christmas newsletters. Oh, I fucking hate. I <laughs> <laughs> so much. Oh, can I start? Please do. Oh, my God. They might as well be titled like Braggadoosh. <laughs> They just, oh, oh, and then so-and-so is home from college and got a, you know, a 3.8. And then, you know, Ron got a promotion. And so we've decided to, and here are pictures from our trip to to Italy last summer. And, oh, we have two people in our family who send them. Oh, my. Every year I like hold it up like you would like a stinky diaper. Like who wants at this first? Cause we, we're, I cannot wait to tear this apart line by line, stanza by stanza. You people are just showing us your true colors of how insecure and bragging you are. And I can't handle it at all. So that's how I feel. I think that's clear. Uh, Alexandra. Um, I feel the same way. Uh, I don't like, first of all, it's a lot of reading. A Christmas card or a holiday card, whatever you're going to call it, is meant to be something you can glance at quickly, stick in a basket or tape to your wall or put in your Christmas tree, do whatever it is you do with your Christmas card, sorry, holiday cards. Um, I I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. Good point. The holidays are not a time for reading. <laughs> the holidays are not a, a time, time for reading, drinking, God damn it. a time for eating, and a time for merriment. I didn't hear reading in any of those oh, activities. That'd be terrible. So that's that's the first thing. Um, and Jennifer's totally right. Everyone is like, yeah. And it's like, you know, and then we went here, there. Although I will say, I we should all write our own this year. It'd be like. I'm thinking well, this year big, is the year of the newsletter. The we had yeah. big plans and then. We stayed home. And, and then yep, that's what watched happened. a lot of movies. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I put on some weight, took it off, and then put on a little bit more. You yeah, know, so actually, exactly. It, it, this year, 2020, could be the year, like, for the ultimate 
Christmas cards, holiday. Excellent, depressing yes. newsletter. Yeah, yes. that yes. could actually yes. be good. Make, yep. You know what? Sidebar challenge, amendment to our Christmas luncheon. I say we all write our own family holiday letter. Oh, I'm and, in. Done. And maybe we read it on the podcast. Happy to. Done. Do you want to tell the listeners really quickly what our holiday challenge is sure after will. Ellen answers this? Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. So, Ellen, now it's over to you. I oh. bet you do not like them either. Newsletters are hideous. But I will say that when I was young, newly married, and in love, uh, my then husband had a sister who wrote the most lengthy newsletter about nothing. Um, And so we would get drunk and then open the envelope and read it in different voices. Like I read the first, I'd read the first paragraph and go, okay, I can't take anymore. You take over. And then he would, he would go, our child looks like a baby Jesus when he lies in the crib. And I wonder at him and his rosy cheeks. And I think to myself, is this what a miracle is? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait. Yes. So that was, that's what newsletters mean to me. And after that, like when I get newsletters and they definitely the bragathons are a real, real thing. I mean, that's all you're doing is like, well, Timmy got accepted by Harvard and he said, screw you, I'm going to Oxford because that's so much better and it's London. And plus they gave me $50,000. And then my younger daughter, can you believe she discovered yeah. the pandemic virus? No, she did. She was on the team. <laughs> it's crazy. And so, but, but nothing really going on. Hope you and yours are great. Happy hobby. Yeah, hope yeah. you and your dumb, your, your yeah. dumb state school attending children are doing okay. I mean, it's like my kid's heavily in debt. This one sleeps till <laughs> four in the afternoon. Uh, not sure if anybody's ever going to leave home, but happy holidays. <laughs> my youngest is knocked up. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but I'm going to be a grandma. Oh, wow. Oh, holy night. Yeah. <laughs> Immaculate so, conception. Oh, screw me. I'm a grandma. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Uh, please, someone describe our challenge for this year. Jennifer, go for it. You got the floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So this year, um, our challenge for our annual podcast, Total Sidebar Holiday Luncheon, is to create... A holiday PPE yes. outfit, but what we're doing it in is we're making it an avant-garde performance. So avant-garde, if you've ever watched Project Runway, that's the one where they get completely cuckoo and bananas. So it doesn't have to be actual fashion. It can be something that's um, derivative. It could be something that's like crazy and out there and just came to you from like one small kernel of what you're trying to express. Um, It doesn't have to be wearable even. Um, It could be edible. It could be a million different things. But anyway, so that's what our challenge is. And of course, as you know, we host it in the coziest uh, place. Oh, I don't know if we'll be able to host it there this year, but we hosted it. Yes, we will. God damn it. Oh, yes, we We will. We may be. Or we're going to recreate it in my living room. I was just saying outdoor runway in someone's driveway. Outdoor runway. The snow (laughs) runway, which you know I'll fall down on. Yeah. Totally. We're going to make it happen. So that's what we're doing. And now apparently we'll be also doing a a braggadoosh um, newsletter. Yeah. Oh, God, so much to do. And so for for listeners who don't have any history, we have been doing a holiday uh, inventiveness challenge of many shapes and sizes uh, that we reveal at a luncheon for, oh my God, it's over 12 years. It's a long time. I think it's 15 at this point. It's a long, long time. Yes. It has ranged from poetic stylings 
to who's the best bargain shopper, to outfits, dioramas, things made of only food, uh, holiday wreaths and decorations. It's all been quite a challenge. And guess what? Might not surprise you listeners. It's highly competitive, highly competitive. And (laughs) I will say, just speaking as an observer, take myself not as a participant, as an observer, some people sometimes are sour grapes if they feel like they were not the winners of a particular, I'm not naming names. I'm not even looking at anybody. I'm not even looking. I always accept when it comes my way. I I do. I didn't. What? Why are you talking? I didn't even call on you. What? What? Because I know anyway. who this is. I know who this is aimed at. I'm saying I accept defeat. All because I'm saying I'm- is, listen. Okay, the listeners don't want to hear anymore. They want to hear when we have our ideas, and they want to. They want the big reveal. So, just know, holidays in the air. Even if other bad shits in the air, holiday challenge is in the air. Get ready for greatness. Stay tuned for updates. There you go. What else should we okay. get ready for, Ellen? Speed run. All right, let's try this. Would you rather have someone be walking in front of you painfully slowly or, or try to catch up to someone who power walks like nobody's business? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, it's the easiest answer <laughs> of all time. Okay. <laughs> Always catching up with the power walker because A, I will catch up with him or her in a nanosecond because I am a super a fast ah. walker. Okay. And I will tell you, <clears throat> walking behind someone who's going slow, it's like, it's like, like, like fingernails are scratching my, my corneas. Oh my God. It makes me absolutely insane. When I used to work in downtown city at Christmas time, my old office was above uh, Filene's, which is an old department store. And at Christmas time, sorry, Filene's. And at Christmas time, I would go down there on my lunch break because I was like, boom, 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 I'm going to get my presents. And I am a, like, I'm a, um, like, I'm I'm an efficient shopper. I know what I want. I go in, I get it done. And especially when you're in your early twenties and you only have an hour for lunch, like you got to really move, man. And at Christmas time, they are slow as molasses in January and you get behind them. It made me mental, absolutely mental. So I am conditioned to walk super fast. I will pass that person. Plus I, I'm going to pass them no matter what I'm going to do it. Cause I just, cause I need to be in first place and going behind someone would make me crazy. <laughs> Did everybody just catch that little add on? Because I need to be has, in first place. <laughs> a true statement has never been uttered. Really? Uh, that, that just I just want to make there. sure I point out that I need to be in first place. This was yeah. the easiest question I've ever been dealt. <laughs> I, you in really this entire sixty-eight episode podcast. You you speed answered that question. You really did, just like you're speed walking. Uh, so Jen, simple. Jen, where are you on the sidewalk? Okay, well, they're both frustrating. There's yes. absolutely zero question about that, and I do agree with Alexandra in that being behind someone slow is oh it's exhausting and i want to climb over them around them under them whatever i can do however i gave some real thought to this and i think i'm going to pick the other option and here's why Mm -hmm. oh my god no i'm i'm not kidding you so here's the thing if there's someone who's really slow in front of me it is so frustrating and so difficult, but I, I 
physically can do it. I mentally can do it. It, it makes me slow down and maybe, you know, stop for a minute, smell the roses a little bit, Jennifer. Like if I can actually get to that space after the annoyance phase, you know, it's like the stages of grief. Like first you're really annoyed, then you're really mad. Then you finally get acceptance. Then you're like, Oh, not so bad. But the keeping up with someone. So I used to have a publisher who was over six feet tall. And whenever we would go on sales calls in New York, he would be half a block ahead of me, but we would be having a conversation and I would be running up and then catching up and then falling behind and running up <laughs> and the whole time I'd be out of, out of breath. And finally I looked at him, I go, could you please slow down? And he goes, what? I'm just walking normal. I go, yes, but your legs are twice as long as mine. And it's really hard. He's like, oh, okay. And he would slow down for 30 seconds and then resume his pace and he couldn't help it truthfully. And I don't think he cared that much also truthfully. And I spent the whole time like trying to catch up, always feeling a step behind both literally and physically. Like I just felt like the whole time I was racing to try to be part of it and failing. (laughs) I could never really get there. You know, I, I I keep picturing a, a, like a mouse on a, on a wheel kind of thing, but you could never actually attain it. It was really hard and it was really frustrating. And it really kind of did a number on you, not only, as I said, physically, because I was out of breath, I'm not gonna lie, but mentally I was like, (laughs) dude, slow down, please slow down. Please let us be on the same page. You're so On the same block. Same block, yes, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating and I couldn't control it. Like, So which one are you gonna land on? I, I will tell you, I think that the 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 scenario that I just described is the one that I hate more. I would much rather work walk behind someone slower. It would force me to slow down. It would be difficult, but I could handle it. That feeling of not being able to keep up, again, figuratively yep. and literally, yep. really hard for me. I don't like feeling less than, and that yeah. is where I land. There you go. There you go. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. I am with you in that and keep in mind i remember probably the strongest sense of people walking slowly when i lived in san francisco san francisco is full of tourists full of tourists it's a tourist city it's full of tourists all the time so if you work downtown you are you're constantly constantly behind people are looking up they're looking over they're looking around it drove me nuts but i felt superior to them because it was my town and these were dopey tourists. (laughs) Yeah. And would you get out of my way? And I'm a young gal with a whole lot of stuff to do. So please get out of my way. Then you go to trying to keep up with somebody else. And I literally have to, I have so many foot problems. I have to deal with that now all the time and probably will for the rest of my life. I go walking with a friend of mine and a couple of her friends say, Hey, we'd like to take a little two mile walk and do this. And great, great, great. I can't keep up because I can't bend the joints in my toes. So I can't keep up. And I know what it's like to be like trying, trying, trying. It's like, I'm not a just a flabby old loser. I literally, I just can't go as fast as you can go. And it makes you feel horrible. So I'd rather feel superior <laughs> to be slow walkers than feel inferior to those power fast walkers. So I will take being behind being behind the slow walkers every time. And I'll still hate them and, and talk inside my head against them. But that's what I'll do. You'll also be behind me. I'll be like two miles ahead of you. But no, you know what? There. I'll let you go. You. I don't even want to see you. I'll let you go. It'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. Try this. Come on. Try this. Let's see. Okay. This one is horrible. Oh, but good. simple, but simple. 
Would you rather sit on a very cold toilet oh. <laughs> or a slightly warm toilet seat? Oh, slightly warm. Oh, wait, hold on. It's not no, seated. Someone no. was just sitting on it. My baby. I'm going to go with the cold every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, no, I rescind my comment. Jennifer, please, yes. please take oh, this. Well, I, I don't think there's much to say yeah. other than the obvious. I prefer to be the first one on the seat yeah. versus the second yeah. every time. Number one over number I'm two sorry. for keeping bathroom bathroom humor involved. Always. Uh, I'm sorry. So. That was so fun to watch Alex figure it out. Yeah. This this is why I should think about things. This is why this is why there's like <laughs> wait 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 wait. Can I please? I want someone to frame that. This is why I should think about things. That's what I'm getting you for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like like you like I was like, like yeah. Some it's it's and I realize I have impulse issues, but like it's like when you just you're like. Oh, I know the answer. Just say it. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Like I, 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 I remember one time I was in LaGuardia airport and I was walking out of the ladies room and I see this woman I know. And I was like, Hey, how are you? And she goes, good. How are you? I was like, good. And the woman I was walking with was like, who is that? I was like, hold on a second. I got to think who was, I don't know. And then I was like, Oh, it's Doris Kearns Goodwin. I don't know her. And she does not know me, but I was like, I feel like I know her. Like I was so hey! quick to be like, Hey, what's up? How's it going, American scholar? <laughs> no. It's and like me and Dave Matthews all over. It's again. like you and Dave Matthews. It's, I know. It's like when you're just like, no, I know this. It's like, no, give it a second. No. Just take a beat. Oh. Yep. Yeah. No, I didn't think this one through. All right. You're still, work, you're still working on it. You're still when working I, on it. And that's good. I heard I heard warm toilet seat and I thought of my <laughs> most my most lovely um potty experience ever was when I went to the women's march in 2016. Jen, one of Jennifer's best Where friends. Where is this going? <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me, listeners, and Ellen Jennifer. I was coming back from the women's march and yes. it was freezing because it was January, what? 20th or whatever it was it was very cold and we've been outside all day and we go to her house and and or or her mom and dad's house and i was like oh gotta go to ladies room so i go to the bathroom i walked out of the bathroom and i was like hey chuck who i've only met twice in my life i was like this is gonna sound very weird but that was the most fantastic bathroom experience i've ever had in my life what is up with your toilet he goes it's a heated toilet seat and it was lovely and i was so cold and it was great so immediately that's where my mind went was i was cold and sitting on a heated toilet seat did not think that i was sitting on something that someone had been on for a long time do the extra work no i didn't do the extra work i leapfrogged to the end i leapfrogged to the everybody loves a high-tech japanese hydro-powered warmed toilet seat who doesn't yes. i know i do yeah that's not where don't assume yeah at the end of the day I'm with jennifer i'd rather go cold yeah i'll go cold too. i will end this question by saying yes me too when i sit down on a toilet seat where it's like whoa someone has just mm-hmm. i don't know there's and i know it and it's you know, when you're young and you're in your 20s and you're waiting in line to get in a bathroom at a bar, you don't think twice about, no, you don't. So anyway, well, but I think you we're, hover. depends don't how you? drunk you are. It oh. depends how drunk you are. On we point. Go. Good point. Okay. Let's try this one. It's, well, yeah, let's try this one. Are you ready? Ready. Would you rather be surrounded by people who brag all the time? people who complain all the time 
brag oh, or boy, that's a hard a one. This is a great question, right? I wish we could make Ellen answer first. <laughs> you could, I could. I mean, I do it. I, I yeah, just okay. Let's let Ellen answer. Uh, do it. Brag let's let you go first. Sixty-eight episodes in, Ellen's gonna. That's go true. First. I'm finally yeah. gonna go first. Um. I know it's hard, right? I think I will take people who brag. I will take the braggards because to me, it's so transparent. It's like, if you are bragging, you are propping yourself up. You are, you're ridiculous in my eye. It, like if you, when I hear the word brag, it's not, you are, you are being reasonable about, um, listing your accomplishments. No, you're bragging or, you know, you're doing too much and you can kind of see that. And whenever I see that, I always feel for people because I feel like there's insecurity behind bragging. Complaining is a much deeper hole to pull people out of. Like when it's like, well, it's so bad and you can't, and you can't do it. It's like, it can, bragging you can just i don't know i feel like bragging can just wash over me it's like if you need to do that to make yourself feel better go for it but complaining can pull me down it can pull me down like people who complainers like, well how can it be look at the politics it's terrible we'll never get out of it the united states sucks it's all gonna be like i would rather i i think there's more i can create more distance between me and the bragger than yeah. me and the complainer so I'll take the bragger. I'll take the bragger. I won't like it, but I'll take the bragger. Okay, Ladies. Alex. All right. So I'm I'm still working my way through this because I'm listening to what Ellen's saying. And every time I'm like, yeah, she's good points. No, no, no. And then I keep going back and forth. So, and I'm being completely honest when I say this. I'm a bragger. No, <laughs> both of them. I'm a complainer. Yes. No, 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 you're totally not. I'm an interrupter. No, you're yeah, you're hundred percent not either. Um, but um, but uh, honestly, my main concern with both of these is what a bitch I'm going to be with every statement that comes out of that person's mouth. Because and I'm serious and I am a hundred percent serious here, like literally. So the person who brags immediately it's going to like flick something like in the back of my brain that's going to annoy me. And I'm going to now immediately start lobbing out very passive aggressive insults. Like, you know, someone's like, I mean, I don't really even know. Like my son only got a 790 on the SATs. Like, should he take him again? My first thing would, would be like, I mean, that's why he can always take him again. Like, that's not a big deal, by the way. I've actually done that to someone who did that exact same thing. I threw that one out. <laughs> Is it good? I don't know. I go, it's, I mean, he can always take them again because I can't stand those people. Now the complainer as well, I would do the exact same thing. If someone's like, you know, everything was always like, I would, I would still go back with another nasty thing. So I mean, honestly, for me, this one's a draw. I, and and it's my tough. It's and, tough. and I yeah and I would be and the problem is is I hope that air quote friend is not too much of a friend to me because I'm going to be mean to him or her regardless I just am like I hate both <laughs> I don't like those kind of people and I cannot help myself I'm nasty in return but it's the most obnoxious condescending passive aggressive sidebar yeah no, there's no there's no good choice here nobody yeah. wants anybody who is that yeah i, I Jen, did, i could Jen, either Jen, who are you hanging with 
Well, <clears throat> I'm a combo of the two of you because I'm with Ellen in terms of um, the way it's going to make me feel like what you, your initial premise about that, like how it's going to make you feel. And I'm with Alex. I was with you up until a point in terms of like, I know what it's going to bring out in me and the reaction I'm going to have, but I have a little different reaction than you, Alexandra. And mine is yours is better than mine. Frankly, mine is I'm a little embarrassed by the fact that I know I've done this before. I, there are people in my life who are complainers. And after a while I find myself complaining too. And then that's become sport for me. And I don't think as much with the brag, braggadoshies, but who knows? I could, if I was surrounded by on an island with only braggers, mm -hmm. I might find myself doing the same, going tit for sure tat. You do. Yeah. So, so well, Alexandra's, Alexandra's response is to go at them. I become one of them. And so the question goes back to what Ellen says, which is that how would they make me feel? Would I rather be a bragger or would I rather be a complainer? And I think I'd rather be a complainer than a bragger. I find bragging to be like almost up there with seven deadly sins. I would so much rather be. It's pride. Some, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm a self-deprecator by nature. Right. But uh, I just find, oh, it is one of the seven deadly sins, pride. isn't it? It's yeah, pride. Pride, pride. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it to be so tacky and so ugly. I think I'd rather be like, of course, it's going to rain today. Absolutely, it's going to rain. Everybody because it always rains right? on me. Right. You know, right. like I'd yeah. much rather be that annoying, like nudge than somebody who really who you just hate. Yeah, and just that yeah. that pride part of it, I can't handle that. Yeah. So I'm combining both of your answers. I, I was you. lucky because I got yeah. to go third, so I got to listen to what both See of you said. See how nice it is. See yeah, it's lovely. I like this it. Is, I like it a lot. It's Maybe I'll rotate it around. Yeah. Can I so say? Can I say? In all honesty, I think this is the hardest question in 68 it's episodes really we've ever had to answer. They it's are really both a tough one. Terrible. Terrible. It's a tough one. It is. I think maybe um, the pandemic is super great because we don't have to hang out with anybody. <laughs> it is so super great. All you, all you braggers and Let's all you complainers, stay in your house because I don't have to talk to you. All right. We're going to finish on one that I think will be a little, I don't know if it'll be easier. I never know with you guys. Uh, we'll see where it goes. All right. Would you rather own a rhino the size <laughs> of a hamster <laughs> or a hamster the size of a rhino mm. oh, rhino yeah mini rhino this is easy <laughs> or huge hamster <laughs> mini rhino huge hamster uh well alex seems to have her answer yes well wait hold on jennifer do you have your answer not yet i'll get there I, oh, no. My, yeah mine is super you're, easy. you're not as stressed out as the last <laughs> no question. this one's easier this doesn't really you want a mini rhino or a maxi hamster yeah i'm taking the mini rhino uh, like I don't, I don't enjoy. I'm taking romance. the video right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. like in the, like first of all, it's 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 portable. It's small. Like I can have it in my house. It's probably going to be pretty cheap to feed. It's a conversation starter. People come over. I'm like, look at me. I have a hamster size rhino. Like mm -hmm. that's awesome. Come on. I have a, <laughs> a rhino size hamster. That's a horror show. I see a mouse that is half like a quarter size of a hamster, and I freak <laughs> the fuck out. Oh, really? I want that a rhino size? No. That's bananas. Yeah, no. And by the way, rhinos, I mean. Yes. I think probably a little cool. Like, don't they have that horn and thing? Like, they, they do. They're kind of neat. I mean, they're actually gonna... considered one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. 
you know what is even not if worse they're is a hippopotamus. Hippopotamus are crazy killers. They, I well, that- both of them, both of them are very prehistoric. Especially if you look at them, yes. you get that. It's like they're covered with armor and there's like, uh, uh, I'm going to kill sure. you. For yep. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, like a little guy is not going to kill me. Like a little, oh, no. a little hamster size one. Again, I'm probably not going to touch it because it doesn't have fur. But I think, it, I mean, if I had to pick, that's my <laughs> ch- Plus it also takes up a lot less I'm space. probably not going to touch it because it doesn't <laughs> have fur. Okay, now it's an unloved <laughs> mini rhino. I'm sure someone wow. else would like it. Those, those are the ones that are going to react. <laughs> A mini rhino is going to, it's going to hang in the corner and go, when I get the chance, I'm going to gouge her foot like nobody get her toe. Oh yeah. yeah. No kidding. If she thinks she's going to walk fast and keep up with those people, she's out of her mind. Yeah. She's going to go slowly in front Someone of her. No she's going to be with the slow-mos. Yeah. Yeah. But just think that that rhino-sized hamster could walk so slow in front of me. I'd be like, I hate you on every level. <laughs> like this is my personal hell right now. No, but they're used to a wheel. They go fast. That's a good point. They, they chippity choppity <laughs> right along. Yes, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, where do you stand? Well, I'm conflicted once again. <laughs> um, here's I'm why. conflicted. Couple it's things. A lot to work through in this question. Oh, this is, this is talk like, it out. Talk it's been it very out. intense. It's, it's, we've very had a intense. lot of Sophie's Choice questions in this episode. <laughs> That's all I have to say. In this particular one. Uh, yeah, Alexander, I'm totally sold with you. I think we had a question about a a, a, a mini giraffe one time, and I definitely, <gasps> yes. I was all in on mini giraffe. Because oh. For all the reasons that you stated, like, it's it's portable, it's miniature, it's a conversation starter, it's it doesn't require much effort or energy or food, all that stuff. And then also you touched upon my loathing of rodents in general. I absolutely cannot stand them. Mm. However, mm. I had a weird thought when the question was first posed about a giant hamster because hamsters are dumb they're like dumb rodents totally. with fur which you know yep. makes them amenable to alexandra yeah so i can deal with yes i had a weird immediate thought yeah almost like clara in the nutcracker of me riding a, a giant hamster and holding on to its tufts of fur yeah okay and it just popped into my head and it felt very natural and huh. it felt right. And I I just think the combination it of how very, it felt very natural. It did. And I feel like the combination of the fact that this rodent in particular is a dumb rodent. Mm. Like like it's a pet for a you know a kindergartner and the class takes one home every week kind it's of practi- it's 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 a practice animal to not kill things. Exactly. Yes. It's yes. not going to be gross and yeah. and disgusting and I mean it's gross but but, but it feels it's still natural to ride. Do you have like it feels, a, a it feels natural for a saddle? No, there's bridle. no harness, no saddle. Oh, you uh, just you just never-ending storying. Yeah, somebody like, gives like, me ten the fingers. Going. Grab the fur. They give me okay. ten fingers, and up I go. I swing okay. a leg over, and I Boom. hold on to his or her um, tufts of hair, okay. and I just feel like it's it's going to be plush and soft and and i that well. too will be a conversation starter as i you know <laughs> go down the streets down the parkway i taught my giant yes as you as hamster. you merge into the middle lane someone's yeah. going to notice somebody's going to notice i just feel like i can't believe i'm choosing a rodent on this one cuz i just really why don't you just why don't you 
stop classifying them as rodents. I should. I'm putting them in a box. Them small furbies. <laughs> small furbies. <laughs> and they shouldn't be in a box. They should be in a wheel. On a, yeah, a, come on. A, 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 they should be in a circle. Let them do what they know how to do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, again, I'm a little torn, but I think, <sighs> I think I might go the giant hamster. She's ready to have, she's ready to have uh, yeah. livestock in the back 40. I'm, I'm opening. I'm open to new things, Ellen. Yeah. I think that's what it is. If 2020 has taught me nothing else, it's that I maybe need to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more and hop up on top of a giant rodent. Wheel. I have a question. <laughs> yes. I have a question. Where are you going to put this rhinoceros size? Hamster? Immaterial. A front yard. Oh, it's the only okay. place I have. I don't have any space otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a backyard. I live on the parkway. It's it's going to be an issue. And there's no now, question. See, this is what, okay. So let me just interject here. What Alex is trying to do is trying to break down your argument. because She believes her mini rhino can be contained. She'll put this mini rhino in some kind of cage and it'll be fine. And she'll trot it out at, you know, family functions and entertaining at parties. Like, look at my mini rhino. How incredible this is. It's weird. It's small. It's only five inches long. So incredible. And then meanwhile, you have this huge furry gerbil in the front yard that has <laughs> a saddle, Come on, has a saddle on it. No, no saddle. I, I ride bareback. Oh, I'm sorry. But he is tethered in your, in your front yard yeah. and people notice it. They definitely notice it, uh, especially when you get on it and you trot it down the street. I will you... say, I get Alexandra, because again, I was right there with you, Alexandra, lockstep with the baby giraffe. I, I did find, though, I think, as I recall, there, there is the the caveat. You do have to be careful if you put it in your pocket and it goes through the wash. It's it's done. I think it would make a lot of, I think it would jiggle around. Might. Yeah. Ellen, you, <laughs> over to you. Okay, this is. I hope we're clear that this is this is one of the questions that doesn't showcase our intelligence. It really doesn't. It it it, it just uh, it just diminishes. makes you it diminishes our intelligence. That's exactly right. It is subtracting from from what we know and who Hold we are. Hold on, you guys. Um, I have a call coming in from Mensa. Let me just take this quick. Yeah, take that call because you want to get the metal and the little pin and stuff. Yes, get the, get the Mensa pin. Um, I see. All the logical reasons to have a mini rhino. I totally see it. I, I, there's no question. I'm, I would be much more manageable. But the fun factor of a big, big hamster, a big gerbil to just jump on could be, could be overwhelmingly fun. It could be really fun. And rhinos, I'm just telling you, all the stuff I read, they are just ferocious. And that rhino is going to turn on you. You think you've got him in like an ironclad cage. No, you're not. Because you know what, Alex? You're going to get drunk and you're going to bring out his cage one night at a dinner party and goes, no, you got to sit. They're like, can we please see the mini rhino? Can we please see the mini rhino? We're like, okay. And you bring it out. So, All right, I'll just slide open the door just a little bit. And then boom, that thing is going to come out and just ram everybody, get their femoral arteries. People are going to start bleeding all over at your party and a bunch of people are going to die. So I would rather go with Jen and be with a big furry ride around the neighborhood, pet them, okay. give so, them, I don't even know what they eat. What do they eat? Pellets, whatever, just, that is, just keep so some lettuce just, on hand. Yep. Ellen, when no, you were just no, saying, no, no you can't. I have to, I have to, because <laughs> Ellen, when you were just saying, you were like, because I know you, Alex, and you're going to want to get that thing out at a party and you're going to get drunk. And even let me show you. And I was like, oh, I totally am. You're right. You're like, and then he's going to. And I was like, 
Yeah, that would happen. That does sound like me. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, I have the best idea ever. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, sit down. And then you would. You, you, mini you, rhino right. you would kill us all. Yeah, so maybe I didn't think mine through a lot. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of safety first. <laughs> like with the mini giraffe, he wasn't going to hurt anyone. No, I didn't. I didn't worry He's, about him. Although this you rhino, I think this rhino is going to bust a fucking move, and you're going to pay for it with blood. I'm just telling you. There also, though, I there do will, have there a, will be blood. I have a way with animals. Also, so <laughs> you're right. You do. You guys well, are even totally huge <laughs> miniaturized prehistoric. Animals. Nobody's giving me. Credit. I forgot that. I forgot oh, that, Alexandra. I oh totally forgot. That. Okay. You know what? This is the first time in this podcast of all these years, all these episodes, where I felt like. Did we just do a bong hit? <laughs> we should have. This would have made a lot because, more sense. Well, just God. because the way we're debating this mm-hmm. has, me, has me wondering. All right. So when we do, we are about to wrap up. So when we do, everybody find your edibles, find your bong hits, yeah. and just do whatever keeps you going. Uh, I don't think we need to debate that any longer. We talked about toilet seats. We talked about fast walkers and slow walkers, complainers and braggers. We covered a lot of terrain. This was kind of a heavy, heavy podcast. Super deep. Don't worry, listeners. Next episode, it's going to be full of holiday, not cheer, holiday competition, because that's who we are. There will be competition going on. But we will make sure it is cheery and bright. Everybody stay safe. Stay smart. Do what's right for you and your family. We are going to get through this. Better days are ahead. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Thank you for continuing to listen. We hope we help your days go by. Uh, Alex, you're giraffing me crazy. I am giraffing you crazy. You know it. So say goodbye, lovely ladies. Goodbye. Goodbye.